This is the PowerShell Podcast, the podcast for PowerShell and the PowerShell community. You might just learn something. I think you'll enjoy it. The PowerShell Podcast is a PDQ production, making device management simple, secure, and pretty damn quick. And now, here's your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. All right, Andrew, we've hit record, but we don't go straight into it. Uh, this is the early part, so we just have a more of a natural transition. We, okay. we cut this out, so you don't have to worry about this. So this is just so, you know, we don't just cold jump right into the, the podcast. We've discovered that doesn't work. Wow. You sound like you've discovered a lot of things there, Christopher Columbus. And uh, <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the PowerShell podcast. I'm ultra mega superstar host, Jordan, with mediocre co-host, Andrew Pla. I flipped it on you. Thank you. And I'm glad you did because I was thinking earlier, like, how many times can someone say that they suck? Like, since we've done so many episodes, I'm like, dude, are we subconsciously like brainwashing you? Like, we need to undo it and praise you sometimes. So I'm glad you mixed it up, man. I need a little bit of take me down to earth type stuff. So thank you. Well, it's, I do it often enough that no one believes me anymore. We were doing uh, a few weeks ago, we were doing a webcast about uh, hardware kits for IT people. Mm-hmm. And during it, we we're just uh, building cable, Cat5 cable, because apparently we couldn't purchase, you know, the, for the 33 cents, the Cat5 cable. But they, they had a poll on who's going to win. And I was very clear, I'm terrible at it. And I still got a good chunk of votes because no one believes me when I'm saying I'm terrible now. But in that case, that wasn't, that wasn't just words. I am terrible at creating cable. Well, you're amazing at creating podcasts and creating good vibes, there funny jokes, funny podcast titles. I mean, you're kind of the king of that, to be honest. That's, that's the sound of, I'm going to start drinking here. Yeah. I guess we should mention like many things. I, 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 we should mention we don't have a guest this time. So that's why it's a bit more uh, loose on our intro. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a nice time to kind of kick back and relax. I think we said we were going to do it every little bit and i think it's been a little bit longer than we anticipated because we've had so many amazing guests we had to bask in it i was kind of man it it, it was uh it's quite a stretch i, I enjoyed a lot, it, a lot of winners there definitely it's I mean, been a nice little run for us i'm drinking hadadaki in uh mm. honor of your visit because you you had this for the first time when you were in utah and seemed to be a fan haven't had it since man we drink uh, bottom of the barrel type stuff around here. Nothing good. Well, at 9 a.m., it's all the same. My goodness, that is early. Cheers, man. <laughs> Cheers. All right. So we actually, this wasn't the original something we we're going to talk about, but we had a collaboration win. Yeah. Like what uh, happened there? a few hours ago. So we have an upcoming webcast, which I guess it will be like four days ago that we did this one when this episode goes live. But we were working with uh, Toast Notifications in PowerShell. Yeah, Burnt Toast. Yeah, Burnt Toast. I went through and I dove in. And I learned a whole bunch about the commands for Burnt Toast, and I was loving it. But I couldn't come up with a single useful example to do. Like, I could I could build it all, but I had no ideas. So we got a, a meeting for a collaboration with you and Tara, who is the co-host of the webcast we do. And... Uh, it took like 10 minutes and we had three or four ideas that I could build. So I just went through and built actual examples real quick. But I spent days spinning my wheels, not making any progress. I understood the PowerShell, but I didn't have any ideas. Right. Yeah. Um, it's funny how helpful it can be to sometimes bring in an extra perspective and how much time it can save. You know, it's funny the number of times I've kind of realized that for me. It's like, wow, if I would have just asked sooner, I could have been 
create new uh, fixes to things. Yeah, I, I was going to go solo. No one was going to make me work with anybody, and I wasted two days. Well, not, not wasted. I did spend a lot of time in the module. There's a lot of a lot of value in there. Some cool stuff there for sure, man. Looking forward to that, though. And you mentioned Tara. It's kind of cool. She's just getting into PowerShell and learning it. So I'm really looking forward to working with her more and, and seeing her grow. Because it's been a while since I've seen someone from kind of like day one or, you know, very beginning level of PowerShell and seen them grow. So She's an interesting case for learning because there are no gradual progression to training wheels. You say, hey, we're going to cover whatever basic. And then you come back 20 minutes later and she's gone way deeper than most people that are just learning are. Which on one side is nice because she's learning a lot. But the other side, uh, we, we need her to get a firm grasp of the basics before she starts diving into the deep end. Yeah, sounds like we might need to have a nice little session, maybe cover the kind of three core commands. Yep, and she did spend time with that one. Uh, the get help, get member. And that, that she uh, got a lot of value from that one. But from that, she started diving into what do the square brackets around the parameters mean with the if you do get help. And there's a in-depth definition in PowerShell on the month of lunches, breaking down what all that means. But it was she just went straight to instead of, hey, look at all this useful information. She she kept going until the, I don't know this. And instead of mastering the basics, she just tried to master beyond the basics. It's I mean, when it all comes together, you, you can tell it's going to be spectacular. I just oh, don't yeah. know. I just don't know if this is uh, efficient. Hey, some people like to kind of play around, get the whole picture, and then come back. At least for me, whenever I was learning PowerShell, it was kind of like that. Like I didn't have the whole context of what the heck's even going on here. Um, how do I apply this? What is a programming language really? There's objects. Like it took me a while to let those concepts sink in, and then I was ready to like actually go through the step-by-step -step way to learn PowerShell. I'm excited for it because it's been a great, I want to say a great tool because normally when we start talking PowerShell, whether it's on webcast or podcast, there's just certain things that I just take for granted that I just, this is the way it is and I know it. And I don't think always about those that are first starting out or people that maybe, so she's always there to ask questions to pull me back more. So I feel like the webcast in particular it's been a huge value to make sure that any information to give out there hits a broader audience. Yeah. And you know what I've really realized? I think I mentioned it on the podcast a handful of times. It's that there's a lot of people at that entry level of where they maybe have ran a couple commands, but couldn't string them together. They don't know where to begin. They're overwhelmed. They think it's a bit over their head. They're not really interested in learning it at the moment because maybe it seems unattainable or whatever reason. It seems like there's a lot of people like that. And uh, I hope that we can keep helping those people and, and getting them to the next step and getting them more involved in the community and all that sorts of stuff. So if you know some people who kind of fit that description, send them to the podcast. We're hoping to uh, really bring in some more people to PowerShell, get some some more love going around here. Yeah, it's it's weird because I'm I'm no expert. I think I'm I'm solid with PowerShell, but I'm no expert. But yeah. it's the things that you don't even think about that are still worth repeating when you're teaching. It's worth making sure you have those covered because hmm. wherever you are in the journey, there's something that you just are eventually going to say that everyone knows this, or I don't need to recover this. And that's not always the case. It's, it's a, it's a mindset change that I'm struggling with, but I'm trying to do better. And Tara has been a huge help for that. For sure. I mean, it's hard to like have two perspectives, right? It's all, we only see the world through our eyes. If we're not seeing it through the other side, it can be impossible to perfectly replicate it. Right. But 
Yeah, man, that's some cool stuff. So I want to tell you some little fiddling I've I've done recently. Um, so obviously we all know about PowerShell AI, at least you and I do. We've talked to Doug about it, but PowerShell AI is the ChatGPT module from Doug. And I was playing around with it, uh, taking the images with the Dolly image kind of creation command and then creating ASCII art from it using PS ASCII art. And the ASCII art part, that's a module by Adam Bacon. Adam Bacon, yep. Shout out, man. Yep. Yep. So I, I saw you were messing with that, and I just like that you can, you have it create the art and you capture because when you create it, it spits out the path to where it saves it. Mm-hmm. So you save that as a variable, and then you just have ASCII where you give it the same path. That's, that's, a, that's a handy way to go about doing it instantly. Yeah, it's just a faster kind of way of doing it. I don't like getting out of PowerShell too much. Like it's cool that it's making images, but I just like to change it up, try different things and have some fun and different way of doing it. Yep. And we did talk to Doug who did the PowerShell AI module, but if you're listening to this the day that it dropped, in two days he's going to be covering a lot of the stuff in the Gainesville meetup. Wow, dude, you're plugging me. Thank you. Yes, I am. I know all about that one. I have to miss my barber appointment. Oh, wow. Shout out to Barber, but yeah, thanks to everybody. A lot of people have been RSVPing, so I guess plugging it last week was helpful, but come on by. I'm excited to see what's happening with it. I'm excited to see that one, and I know he's been working on some uh, work towards going back to doing live coding sessions. Mm, nice. Uh, so I know he, I don't know where he is in the process in that, but we, we've been communicating a little bit about getting in touch with the right people to get some new uh, stuff for him, so hopefully soon we'll see some live coding sessions with Doug. I want to, I'm looking forward to that. I want to sit in on those. Yeah. And he's gung ho about, uh, he's infectious with his passion. All right. So you, um, yeah, you've been playing a lot of things. This is, this is the, something I miss. I don't, I don't tinker and mess around, but you customized your prompt and you've been like, you've been doing this customization with your VS code. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I like mixing it up frequently. Sometimes I like it super simple. Sometimes I'll switch it up. Um, I'll use Poshkit or whatever, but yeah, I, I got a nice little blog post from none other than the command line ninja, Mike Kanekos, link in the show notes, check it out. And yeah, I customized my profile a little bit, my prompt rather, in my profile, it's where I set the prompt function. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little way to kind of mix it up and give myself some more context uh, with what I'm working on. I added a little more customization to show the PowerShell version that I'm currently running because a lot of times I switch between Windows PowerShell and PowerShell, the latest version 7.3. whatever. Yeah, I, I try to stick to the latest version of PowerShell as often as possible just because that is the future. But there are times when it's just it's just easier to open up Windows PowerShell and run with it. Well, yeah, especially a lot of, you know, we do some stuff in the uh, device management. And a lot of times in that space, you're running things in Windows PowerShell on your targets. So yeah, it's helpful to have. Um, but personally, for everything I do, I'm usually in PowerShell 7 on a personal kind of level. And I can even interact outside of it. But yeah. And did this come about because we did the customizing your VS Code webcast? Or is this unrelated to that? Were you just not happy after we did the customize? Dude, I just was not happy that I kept having to type in dollar sign PS version table, mm. I think is what it is. Um, I guess I'll just run that. But yeah, I just was done with it. I was like, why am I continually doing this? Let me just make my prompts give me that information every single time. And maybe I'll move on, but you know, I like changing things up. 
Just a little bit. Change up the font, change up the size, whatever. I don't. I don't. I, I'm going to stick to my defaults. Hey, that's fair, man. Um, eventually, you'll hopefully change. I keep telling myself that. But. It's, it, it's nice that you're so accepting of that's fair because the anger when you saw my workspace, it's, it's, I don't think I've ever seen you anger. I've seen people say horrific things to your face and your demeanor doesn't change. You saw my workspace and I was afraid for my life. I've never seen you so filled with rage. I was disappointed in me, not you, man. I <laughs> thought I would have done better at like showing you the light in the right way. But, you know, I think we got some work ahead. At least for me, I got some goals for this year. You know, that you don't know about them, but by the end of the year, I think you're going to have a couple more extensions that you're going to be using. Well, we'll see. I like my defaults. Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool if we collaborated on like VS Code Live Share? which is where we would like share kind of a interactive space where maybe I could let you run code, maybe not. I think when it comes to teaching Terra, we should check that out a little bit, the VS Code Live Share extension and letting her watch us code, watching her code. Because like you said earlier with collaboration, a lot of times we can get stuck on one issue for so long that we lose sight of the bigger picture. But when you have that pair coder or someone with you, especially if they know PowerShell in a way that you don't and you can kind of help them, you can help them get unstuck and feel a lot better get a lot more success. You can share the win with them. Um, to me, I've had a ton of success with doing that kind of thing. And yeah, it might be a good opportunity to bring it to this team. I, I will say one thing that you showed that was very interesting to me that I probably will adopt at some point is you moved all of your extensions and your work to the right instead of the left. Oh, the sidebar menu thing. The sidebar yeah. menu, yeah. Because that I didn't realize how much I didn't like that until it was shown that it could switch. I'm like, oh, okay. So that, I don't know, maybe that's step one. Maybe I'm, we're going to come back and I'm going to have it give me gifts of things on fire every time I get an error. And... Maybe, maybe we'll get there, but at the very least, you know, maybe uh, make sure we're hitting all the command shortcuts, the keyboard shortcuts, save some time. But, but to uh, reiterate what you said about the sidebar. Yeah. If you, you know, the thing that has like files, search, whatever extensions you have, if you right click that, you can select move primary sidebar right. And you can just move it to the right. And that way, whenever you open it and close it, it doesn't move all your code um, easier on your eyes. I'm thinking about you, thinking about your eyes, man. It's, it's important. I, I use that to, to see stuff. So let's be honest here. When we're coming up for stuff to talk about, some of it was our own, but. We, we hit up Dallas.dev for the PowerShell Weekly because... Of course. I mean, he, he's already got the running tally of what's what's new in PowerShell. He does. He does. Not, it, you don't reinvent the wheel. That's that's the first thing we learned in PowerShell is use what's there. That's tried and true. Power, PSweekly.dallas.dev is where you can keep up with really the latest and greatest each week. Occasionally, we'll bring some stuff and highlight it here, as we like to do. Um but if you were really trying to keep up with what's happening, check that out. And one one blog in there that we thought was interesting was it was on sid-500.com where they're talking about how to enable constrained language mode. Yep. I which, thought that was interesting. Yeah, that, that's not a small thing because it's one of, he does go over the steps on how you can set it from full language mode to constrained. But if you do that without doing all of your proper setup, you're you're just breaking PowerShell. Like you want to make sure that either you have exceptions for scripts you've signed or certain things, but you want to make sure your environment is ready to go. Otherwise, you're just 
breaking PowerShell if you don't have your, your prep work. Yeah, that was a cool little thing. I think we talked to PowerShell Michael about constrained language mode a bit, right? Uh, yeah, he was big into it. Uh, Fred Weinemann basically mm-hmm. said, he was the one that said, you're wasting your time with uh, what, what am I, the, the policy. Dude, I have uh, to say something about um, Sid 500. I'm wondering, did he hear about it from us on the podcast and then decided to blog about it? Is he a listener? Because I have a lot of respect for that individual they're very cool if he is a listener why hasn't he been a guest yet that's That's the question question. (laughs) probably whoever does our booking me uh is probably not very good i think there's a handful of people who i need to still reach out to as well but execution policy was the word i could remember oh yeah no worries yeah yeah, fred was the same one saying execution policy isn't really security it's constrained language mode uh compared with other things so And then, yeah, basically everyone that's security focused talks a lot about uh, Fernando Tomlinson was also, he mentioned it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Things can get dicey if you're not <laughs> in constrained language mode real quick. But yeah, shout out to Patrick. Hopefully, thanks for listening. If not, you know, I'm telling myself before I go to sleep tonight, I'm like, Patrick is a, a friendly listener. He's a friend of the podcast. Yes. Whether he listens or not, I'm taking half credit for all, all blog content. Oh wow, that's yeah. uh, I'm not, but you are. That's good though. I'm, I'm aggressive like that. I, I like uh, unearned credit. It's it's kind of the baseline of my entire career. That's fair. But what about shared credit? What about open source? What about contributions? What about helping others? What about Christian Ritter at Black Box Coder positing the question on Twitter that? Does anybody know a good open source project or platform for projects where I can contribute to related to hashtag PowerShell? Jordan, a lot of people I've talked to have this feeling. It's like, oh, I'm getting my PowerShell skills up. I'm feeling confident a little bit. I'm ready to contribute to something. What do I do? What do I do, Jordan? Do I do my own project? Should I contribute to PowerShell docs? Should I find a project that I use a lot and maybe reach out to the developer and say, yo, is there anything I can help with? Are there new features that need some assistance? Can I help with these issues? What so, do I do? I think it depends on how you're looking to contribute. If like the PowerShell docs, or if you have a blog you want to write, I know Sean Willer would love to hear from you. And and he'll help you get everything up and running to get that information out. I think that's a big thing, right? If you want to take part in, in modules, I don't think there's a PowerShell module out there that's not going to appreciate help. They might not accept any of your, uh, the input you put in, depending on what it is, but no one that's put a knowledge out there is going to be upset that someone is passionate enough about it to to try to fix in any small part that they can. For sure. And at the very least, like we've talked about before, start a conversation. That's what open source is actually all about. Start a conversation about it. Check out the GitHub if there is a GitHub reach out to the developer. Um, There are a lot of ways to kind of find your involvement, but I think that PowerShell Docs is a fantastic kind of starter way. For for writing, yeah. And they'll also help you, I know Sean has mentioned uh, for how to get that put into Git and everything like that part of the process. Sean will help with that part. So if you're not familiar with Git or you'd like some more experience, not only are you getting your your blog out there, but you're also getting some top-notch help on how to properly get everything uploaded to Git. 
Definitely. And if you have questions about this, you're kind of stuck on this with yourself, maybe you don't know who to reach out to, want a second opinion, hit us up, powershellpdq.com. We're happy to give you our opinion and advice. And if we maybe know the person that can maybe help you, we're happy to connect you. Um, that's what we're all about here is this community and kind of connecting people where we can. And I would say if blogs aren't your thing and you want to actually impact a module in some way, I mean, any module you're using regularly, what's your favorite module? We ask three favorite modules all the time. Either you'll notice something that's not working the way you expect or you want it different, go there and open up an issue. Or if you just want to contribute anyway, go to that one and find an open issue and see if you can tackle it. Yeah. And communicate, you know, it's, it's a great way to go about it. Also, just generally make sure you're conducting yourself kind of friendly. You want to be nice to people. This is kind of a professional working environment type thing. You definitely want to be friendly and not rude, um, which I know our listeners have no problem with. So love you guys and gals. Just delightful. So uh, I want to highlight though, that DBHX has some open issues um, and Rob Sewell shared them. Um, if, one thing I also want to comment on is if you know Pester, there's probably a ton of modules out there that could really use your help at writing some Pester tests for them to maybe make sure of certain things. Uh, again, start a dialogue and, and see what's up. But good yeah. question, Christian. Yeah. Okay. Another part you could help is if you notice like the description of a certain command or if there could be more examples, just adding to the documentation for the module is also a huge win because the better the documentation, the better the, the adoption of the module. For sure. And the less time wasted, the more time that other people can develop other modules and make better things and make your life easier. And it's all this cool, connected community. So do what you can to help out where you can. That's for me, I feel like a large part of what I'm trying to do with this podcast is like help people get to that point where they're contributing to the community. They feel comfortable. They feel like they belong. They feel safe to communicate and bring things up. And if they see an issue that they feel like, oh, maybe this is just me being silly, they still ask it. Um, and don't instead just like never post a comment or something like that. You know, I'm hoping that we're as a community moving in that direction. And it is a great, it is a great community though. Oh, it's so great. And we're talking about Christian Ritter at black box coder, and he has been crushing it with the blog posts lately, really hitting the ground running. Yeah. So we, we gave him a shout out last week's episode. I think he said it was the first one he'd written in a while. And now he's, you said he's done multiple more in that time oh, frame. Yeah. Some great ones too, about uh, trapping with PowerShell, PS default parameter values, which is a great little tip. Um, I'll include some of these links in the show notes, but love to see it. Love to see it. And hey, do you have some things that you've learned in PowerShell recently that you'd like to share? Maybe you heard them here on the podcast. It's okay to have multiple blogs on a similar topic. Your perspective is important. You have something valuable to share. As we mentioned earlier, Jordan, there's a ton of people who are super early in PowerShell. So content that is very beginner friendly is very welcome. Um, I'm hoping that more people will contribute some awesome blogs and we can kind of get that next generation rolling. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you want to dive into a subject where there isn't a lot currently, I think the, the one you just covered the constrained language mode, because there is a, a quick breakdown that we just mentioned, Patrick, but when I, I covered this a little bit in a webcast and I leaned heavily on a blog by Lee Holmes, but outside of that, there wasn't a lot of information on that one. So I felt like my, my research was, was difficult on that one because there wasn't a whole lot. So that is one if you're looking just for a unique blog, even though, as we said, it's 
you know, there's multiple takes on it. We've had one published just recently. Dive into that. You're learning something cool to keep your company safe. It's highly valuable. And that one definitely could always use more information out there because it's a big task. Yeah, that'd be great to see more blogs covering some of the security best practices and making that more of a prevalent set of best practices. Yeah, so now, now when it comes to it, you've got Lee Holmes and, and Patrick, so you can look at, but we could use a third one. We could use a third blog. And, you know, I want to shout out the book, the PowerShell community book um, that has some great content on it as well. Has some nice little security guides and things like that in it. We will include a link to that as well in the show notes. Jordan, our show notes are going to be beefy today. You're doing them, right? I mean, sure. We, we, need, we need more links because we actually, people don't realize this, but we hate hate each other so we can't keep a conversation going we actually have to have a very structured list yeah no uh, i think it might also be because um we don't want to go too far off the rails yeah, we, when, when we don't have a, a list to follow we do end in some weird conversation territories but you know i'm happy when it leads to food as long as we can cover food just like just mention it one time like put apple in the conversation just because and i'll be happy <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk food. <clears throat> How about I've got my 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 brandy mushroom sauce with, with more mushrooms that I learned how to make recently, but I couldn't figure out what to put it with. The first time I had it, it was with Wagyu ravioli, which was delicious, but it just felt like it was an amazing sauce. Wagyu's wasted. I don't want to. I was thinking pierogies, which is basically mashed potatoes in a dumpling, if I'm going to simplify it but it's not not a lot of strong flavors in there combine that with my sauce and i think i think i'm ready to go saucy answer jordan there we go there's your food talk i know know you're happy now yeah i'll never cook anything that fancy but man uh i'm hungry now so thank you (laughs) nice little (laughs) mid-podcast food break you can always talk i'll talk food all day listen i didn't get to be fat by uh by accident this is a labor of love i spent a lot of a lot of time on it Hey, I have something to mention. All right. So we're talking about people blogging and stuff like that, but maybe you're not at that step, or maybe this is a different step in a different way. We can grow in different ways. Get involved by going to meetups. There's obviously, you mentioned the Gainesville, there's the Rally Triangle, the Research Triangle, excuse me. There's a lot of great user groups that you can start going to, speaking, asking some questions, whatever, getting involved, and maybe meeting some of the people who maintain the modules that you'd be interested in contributing to. And that's maybe a different way to start that conversation and find uh, a good way to contribute and get get your skills up. As, as someone who failed at the meetup, uh, the more people that showed up, the better I felt about it. it even the, the end result, like it's important for those that are hosting their spent work into it to see people show up because when it's, when it's the same people every time, I mean, it's nice that they're there, I'm glad you're learning, but it doesn't feel like you're reaching the audience you're hoping to reach. So I don't, I don't think uh, people realize how much it means to people hosting these meetups and when they just show up and attend. Yep. Yep. Come on out, make us feel uh, warm and fuzzy and get your questions answered. Because one thing that we, we highlighted every week when we have guests, people in this community love sharing what they've learned, love sharing the success that they've had by taking PowerShell, um, and making it part of their careers and, and what they do. And if you reach out and put your flag up, say, hey, yo, anybody want to help out? There's very often going to be people. And if not, like we said earlier, hit us up, powershellpdq.com, at Andrew Plotek, at DevOps Jordan. Men of the people, are we? 
I, I, I mean, it feels weird to be referenced that way as someone who has uh, taken asocial behavior very seriously. Not antisocial, asocial. Is that... <laughs> now you're using terms I'm not following. I know anti, but... Well, antisocial is awesome. Always misapplied, where someone who doesn't want to take part in social situations because they're not comfortable... They say that's antisocial, which isn't, because antisocial is usually a destructive behavior, where asocial is just someone who doesn't really... Doesn't prefer involve, kind of Yeah, so a- antisocial has a lot of negative connotations, but it's used a lot for people that maybe just are are reserved. Yeah. I got you. Okay. I'm learning out here. And that. Now, you got food and vocabulary from me. You'll notice you didn't get any PowerShell from me. Well, powershell.org slash calendar. See what meetups are coming out. See what's up. It's a great way. Our our meetups are up there. There's some others. Um, there's a way to add meetups and events that you have. I was on the calendar. Do you know what's not on the calendar? Must, is it something big, Jordan? What's Summit. not on the calendar? Oh, Summit, Summit is not on PowerShell.org's calendar right now. Oh. Well, Which, I mean, it technically... It's it's three weeks away, so it seems to me that, that might be an important one to to add. It might be. But hopefully there's still other meetups during that week for the people that aren't there, at least. But yeah. Maybe uh, you can submit it as a request. I think there's a submission form. Whoa, con- uh, contributions. That, you know, Get it, wait, Jordan. No, I, I talk about other people contributing. I don't actually predict. <laughs> I thought we practice what we preach. What happened? All right, I'll do this or nothing. I'll start working on it live while I'm while I'm here. Oh, while I carry the show. Oh, yeah. what's new? Yeah, just, just, just the standard. No, no, no. I'm Usually I'm the one diddling away in the little shared document that we have, writing little nonsense. So, but, but also on the calendar, there is the PowerShell community call every third Thursday. Third Thursday. Yeah. Wow. Say that 20 times. And no, I, th- I don't think people would stick around. Third Thursday of every month. And is this just like a really fancy developers only kind of deal or what is it? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm no, looking at adding something. No, it's I, I go to it a lot. Um, yeah. I, I attend it frequently, and it's a community-oriented event. Sometimes they cover changes coming or issues or whatever, but there's also a community highlight time where people from the community, it's kind of like a user group almost, it's kind of similar to a user group, but it's really like everyone's encouraged. It's not only the top contributors to the PowerShell module, it's anyone at any phase. And we aren't the only ones who are all about helping people out in contribution. I'll say, I don't want to say all, but dang near almost all people in the community that I've run across are very interested in helping out um, people of all skill levels. So get involved. Come on out. Yeah. This, well, the uh, the podcast is a great example of that. We started this where it was just the two of us where we want to talk about things we saw through the week. It was it's almost as a verbal version of... Uh, Doust's work. I mean, we went and found some of our own stuff as well, but it was mostly just talk about how much we love the community. And within almost no time, the community, people in there started reaching out to us like, hey, I'd like to talk. And and just we've had guest after guest now. It changed the entire scope of the podcast from the two of us talking. I mean, I understand that's what we're doing this time, but it's we do it occasionally now instead of every week to having guests and unique perspectives for PowerShell just because the community wanted to be involved in something which I don't know, it, it made, it made our lives easier. And I think the podcast is better for it. Yep. Agreed. Great community. We're a part of here. It's, it's pretty fortunate, but yeah, check out the PowerShell community call and any PowerShell meetups. 
always a great decision for your career. Networking, learning, all that good stuff. Now, Jordan, we have some exciting stuff here now, dude. Um, we kind of saved, at least for me, it's more exciting to me. Um, this is the big news. Because I like fancy stuff. Can we talk about the, if maybe we have some new artwork to talk about? Anything fancy and glowy? We we do have a new logo. Uh, we We have heard your calls of, well, everyone agreed that I should be up front on the logo. Me first, Andrew second. Uh, we actually have a new logo that is wonderful. I'm actually looking for the name now because I really don't want to butcher it. Uh, Marissa here at PDQ mm-hmm. went through and built us a customized logo. It doesn't have either of our faces, which I think our listeners can appreciate. Like a real logo should. So yeah. <laughs> we're, we're moving. Like Although it. I do miss top billing, which I earned with excellence and awesomeness. You did, man. You did. You are awesome. So I, I believe by the time it's live, we've already updated it on Podbean. I don't know if it's gone everywhere yet. We're working on it. It's a work in progress, but the logo is going to start popping up everywhere. We're working on stickers, man. I'm excited for that. Everyone needs stickers. Dude, what's up with stickers? There's something magical about just like peeling them and sticking them. It's like, oh, this is a, not graffiti, but I kind of feel a little like I just disturbed a clean surface with something that I care about and I'm connected to it. Maybe it's art. I don't know. I like it. Well, last year at Summit, and you didn't prep me for this. I feel like you let me down. Uh, you brought stickers of your own face. And yeah, those were a huge, like everyone that had stickers was a, as a instant champion. What can like, I say? St- stickers are cheap. a big deal at Summit, so I'm not going to show up empty-handed. I'm not going to put my face on it because, I mean, it's my face, but we will have the PowerShell podcast stickers. I'm excited for that. Yep, should be nice. And I'm looking like a Pokemon to collect all these stickers that are available at Summit because for some reason I really like them, and now it's translated into my kids really like stickers, and uh, I owe it to them. Do it for the kids. Do <laughs> That's why you're grabbing a bunch of IT-related stickers at uh, a convention is for the kids. Yeah. So when is Summit? When this is live, this is a, a Monday right now. So yeah. when is Summit? Uh, three three weeks, weeks from now. Yeah, it's going to be April 24th through the 27th. I think there's a wow, an unofficial thing on Friday. I'm not sure. I know we're going to be there a little bit early. I mean, of course, of course. <laughs> What, what, no. what, are we going Saturday? I don't know. Are we going? Are don't we give away all of our secrets. Don't talk. But <laughs> we're, we're arriving. We're arriving early. Honestly, uh, the last time I flew out of my local airport, there were such major delays that I'm not, my mind is not committed. I'm giving it a full 24 hours for me to arrive because I was at the airport for like six hours at my home airport because of plane issues. Yeah. Well, and I don't know, on this one, I'm just excited because. We know some other people are showing up early, so it gives us a chance to before the the everything that goes into the summit. Because yours is an exhaustive summit, just a chance to catch up to people that have been guests, which I'm excited oh, for. Yes. Catch up with guests. So much has happened. Um, for me, summit each year is kind of what grounds me a little bit. It's part of what reminds me of you know everybody in the community. What gets me passionate the awesomeness that we're doing here um you know there's other conferences like i think powerful conference europe is coming up in june uh that kind of give you that feel and some in-person meetups and things like that do but for me i really need that to feel connected and, and man i look forward to it so much i can't wait for this year yeah. one, one thing i noticed in the summit is there's been a big effort on no no one will accept the oh i'm just introverted 
because everyone, not everyone, but most people there are introverted and they're overcoming it. So if you say you're introverted, you don't get, you don't get special. Oh, okay. Well, we'll give you your, your room. It's like, everyone is come join us anyway. Exactly. It's very inviting and friendly in a way that blew my mind the first time I experienced it. And it changed my career. And (laughs) that was uh, in 2018. Ah, Man, just such a, such a great time. So many great people I met back then and so many impressions that changed the way I approached my career and has ultimately led to a uh, significantly better life for me and just more fulfillment work. It is great for networking. So a a lot of times introversion, introversion is not understood properly. People think that they can't, like they they can't take part in sleep, which you can. It's just exhausting. Yeah. We're all exhausted together. Like I could go, I'm going to call back to when I was a long distance runner. Clearly I'm not now. I could run a 5K and be just fine. You know, you're tired, but you're fine. If I'm in an hour conversation, I need a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I feel you. And yep, like you're saying, there's a lot of people like that. And it's always great to have that safe vibe where everyone's kind of pushing out of their comfort zone. And you know what? They're getting a lot of positive feedback and things are going really well. And I think that that's the ultimate experience that Summit provides for me. Um the education is fantastic. The speakers are amazing. Um, there's so much to learn there, but it is that connectedness for me. It, it's a big deal. And none of that, well, everyone is an introvert. It doesn't matter how introverted you are. When you start to talk about something you're passionate about, you're going to be passionate about it, which is yep. where the, the hallway track becomes a thing. So if you catch a hallway conversation between uh, meetings, it is always a amazing conversation to take part of. Yep. That's my favorite part is those hallway conversations. I remember when Summit went virtual, I was, every single time a talk wasn't in session, I was in the sidetrack room. You you opened time. up, you created the sidetrack room and- Oh, I did I ask yeah, for it? That's right. It was you. It was all, you were the main driving force, but, and I appreciated the effort, but it just felt different. It did. It did. But you know what? On that, uh, that place, that conference and the virtual side room, whatever, I had some great conversations with Dave Carroll, which ultimately led to our kind of kindred friendship on a next level. And now we're presenting a talk at Summit so many years later, um, just from a conversation we had. And we were friends before that a little bit, but you know, kind of having those opportunities to create new relationships is awesome. Um, you know what my test is, though? I'm curious if people if we'll meet new people who have been listening that we don't know about. And I know there's plenty, um, but I'm curious to see what that's going to be like. I'm excited. I am too. Last year, I think we were four or five episodes in. It was a new thing. And we were, I'm, I'm sure we were irritating to some people. It's like, hey, we'd love to interview you. Uh, I mean, they didn't Dude. show irritation. And like people like uh, J- Jeff Hicks agreed to talk to us between one of his sessions with the on-ramp, which was amazing. And he talked about his passion for teaching. But yeah, that was good. I feel like this time now we're a year in, we're a bit more established. I think it'll it, it will feel different, at least to me, asking, "Hey, would you mind if we interviewed you?" Because now instead of being a brand new podcast, I feel it's yeah. established at this point, so it it doesn't we feel give as them weird a little bit asking, of a boost, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we promo their stuff a little bit, help them out. Um, yeah, dude, you remember my first experience asking someone for an interview at Summit last year? I won't say who it was, but someone who has some really great stuff that's really impactful. I went up to them and I was like, hey, what's up? So great to meet you. Uh, would you really, I already knew them actually. I was already friends. Um, 
but I was like, Hey, great to see you here. Would you be interested in doing the PowerShell podcast? I, cause this person like retweeted it and liked it and stuff. So I knew they knew about it and they're like, uh, no, no, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and it was because of work stuff, but still, it was like, yeah. oh, great. that's a good, great start to the, yeah. the experience. But I didn't hold it against Bernie. But our, our main, my main takeaway from that one was while it was still brand new, new for us, uh, I know Sean Wheeler, who had sent us an email when we had outdated documentation to get better oh, yeah. documentation, he came in with a helpful advice. And I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but we had someone come in that. They had listened to a lot of the episodes on the flight in and taken oh, notes. Mike Robbins, yeah. Mike Robbins, yeah. He, he had taken notes on what we could do. And we still use quite a few of his suggestions today. So that was, even as we were brand new, Megastar Mike Robbins came in and said, hey, I like what you're doing. Here's some things that I might look to improve. And that meant the world to me. So that was awesome. Yep, very cool. Awesome. Awesome community type stuff. Any other challenges you have for Summit? Any other uh, tidbits? I gotta be honest. I am relieved that all of my talks were rejected. Like I, I know that's. I, I gotta get ready for one more. <laughs> I know. I know that sounds bad. Like I, I was looking forward to giving a talk, but the stress of thinking about having to put a talk together at this point, I feel even you. it gets me so. Now that it has, like I was bummed they got rejected, but I'm thrilled now. <laughs> Dude, I feel you so hard on that. I am in the position and mindset of like, okay, I'm just going to have fun. I know my PowerShell. I know how to figure things out. I've put together my presentation. It's going to go how it's going to go. It's all groovy. You know, trying to practice what we preach about understanding that mistakes happen live. Otherwise, uh, it's all good. You don't have to be perfect, but do your preparation and, and you know, get things on point and then deliver your best. That's kind of what I'm going for. But I have to remind myself that sometimes it's like, oh, this isn't bigger. This isn't the uh, biggest thing you've ever done in your whole life. This isn't like going to decide if you're a good person or a bad person. It's, you know, you're all good. You you are who you are. If you're consistent and are yourself, it'll be all right long term. And I'm, I remind myself of that because I forget. So anytime like self-doubt questions come up, I get renewed jealousy of Chrissy Lemire because when we talk to her, her approach to handling uh, whether whether or not she felt like she was an expert or not, and the way she just uh, rolls with it, and she's comfortable with what she knows, and that's good enough. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous of that because that would be a wonderful place to be. I mean, yeah, my impression was that she put a lot of effort into getting to a place to have that wisdom. I don't think she was able to just, you know, snap fingers and make it happen. No, I, I mean it also helps when your work that you've done in PowerShell is universally ag agreed upon that the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of everything. That's a it, good feedback for sure. <laughs> that probably makes it videos just like, okay, I'm good enough. But still, you know, you, as you move up in the world or as whatever you perceive the world or the ladder, you compare yourself to different people, right? You don't compare yourself. A lot, at least our, oftentimes our instinct is not to compare ourselves to previous version of ourselves. It's to compare ourselves to other people at a similar level. And it can just be a soul-sucking experience if you fall into that, which seems like such a human thing to fall into. You have to kind of be aware of it. What I need to do is I need to get just the snippet of her talking about the way she handles imposter syndrome and just mm. every time I have it, I just have that ready to play. Dude, clip it and post it on uh, your Twitter, right? Clip it from the YouTube and post it on Twitter and we'll That's a fantastic live on forever in your heart. We've we got a lot of feedback on imposter syndrome because... It's, it's prevalent, but 
I don't, Are you I don't a human? Think, Hello? I mean, maybe it was just me. that None of them rang quite so good on how to absorb it and, and get past it the way Chrissy put it. So I, I should put it out there because maybe, maybe it doesn't work that way for everyone else, but I don't know. It was, it was a great message. Yeah. And, and you know what? Imagine being in the position where everyone perceives you as amazing and perfect, you know, because no one is. So I'm confident that will never happen for me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying we're all human. We're all human. You know, all the amazing guests we talk to, they're still people. They still got flaws. They still got things they're working on. Um, as we all do strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm. But we have some of the best listeners in the world. I say that if you're in PowerShell, you're listening to us, you're at the right place. Absolutely. Now, I know we mentioned PowerShell Conference EU, but they've been tweeting a bunch about their talks and, and their tracks and stuff like that. And oh my gosh, I've been blown away. They got some really good quality stuff coming out there. So, so if you are in Europe, definitely attend if you can. Which we want to back to imposter syndrome. I saw Jeff Hicks at ConfiU is given a similar talk to your giving at uh, PowerShell Summit. No, no pressure, but I will do a side-by-side -side comparison. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I need to make sure I do a good job. But yeah, that's going to be a fun one. I wish I could go to Europe and see, but hopefully they'll be on YouTube. And yeah, Jeff, crush it, man. Excited for you. Yeah, also, I'm, we're going to see him in Summit, so it should be fun. We'll see him at Summit there, and I'm looking forward to the EU talks being published on youtube even though i can't attend there's still there's a lot of talks i've seen come through that i, I really want to watch i got you man um so earlier we were talking about collaboration and kind of teaching new people powershell and stuff like that and recently i switched teams at work I'm on your team now but my old team i did a bunch of powershell stuff and kind of did some cool stuff with some automation and since i've left but while i was doing that i also had uh, a handful of people i was regularly kind of interacting with helping them with what they were working on maybe providing a little bit of guidance and such and since i've been gone it's been so heartwarming to see how they've taken my existing stuff and taken it to the next level and added new automation and great documentation and, and uh it's really cool to see it's i don't know it just feels so efficient to like contribute powershell to a team and when you leave that team, still have it be okay. It's not like they're freaking out, calling me up. Hey, everything's on fire. No, it's they're able to figure it out. And uh, I just love doing work in that kind of efficient way where you're leaving things actually better off. At least I feel that way. Yeah, and, and, and your, your team that you left is, oh, there's a lot of PowerShell knowledge in there as well, which is... Oh, yeah. You kind of go, but I, I do remember... We were a, a scattered, we all did some version of PowerShell, but then it was together. And you you built like a, what did you call it, a guild where we'd, we'd meet regularly yeah. and talk about things, which that was a big help. It just helped get it unified. Well, well, that's the thing, man, with PowerShell. So many people can figure it out enough to run commands. Um, if you have some kind of background in programming or like running commands, even in general, you can kind of piece things together a little bit, maybe some Googling skills, whatever. But when it comes to actually developing solutions, modules, like kind of top, the best way of doing things, it can be confusing in the beginning. And without collaboration, it can lead people, people can sometimes maybe not go through with it, depending on where their comfort and skill level is and access to resource materials um, and what they're looking at. But if you combine that with someone else, 
they're able to greatly cut down those obstacles, help you with your first module, help you understand the PSM one, the PSD one, whatever. And so they can just kind of focus on the wins and, and getting the core aspects of things going and over time getting to where they need to be. But yeah, I definitely see that there's a lot of people that know how to write a script, but when it comes to modules and like actually the best way of maybe a controller script combined with the module, the tool making aspect of things is maybe a little lacking. And that's where an advanced level PowerSheller can. You're stepping on my common parameters here. Oh no, we have common parameters? <laughs> well, oh, we, we, we modified them. You had me drink and I have to go to the bathroom so bad, but I'm here, man. All right, so normally we'd have the same three questions for common parameters, but I think we've answered them over the time. So uh, Jeff Hicks sent us questions to ask each other. We're going to use those for this week's common parameters. Uh, yeah, if, that's if, what you say. If you got to run, we can cut out this bit no, of audio. And we're take not care cutting of anything, man. Okay. You'll see me squirm and suffer. But right. I wanted to say, man, you're not skipping these because we've done them before. You're skipping them because you're scared. But that's all yeah. right. Go ahead. Yeah, those ones were too difficult. So we've gone with the easy mode that Jeff Hicks okay. sent us. As long <laughs> as we're going easy mode, I'm fine with that. All right. So first one, what was the hardest thing to learn in PowerShell and how did you do it? Wow. You should ask me this and let me prep for this. <laughs> hardest thing to learn in PowerShell was probably the pipeline and objects for me. Just feels so abstract. Um, you know, you really need to play with it and let yourself be uncomfortable for a little bit, try different things, sort of get a feel for what an object is and how to manipulate it and send it to commands and the, how the parameters are assigned and all that. For, for mine, it was calculated properties, not because it's terribly difficult, but when I stumbled across the need for it, I wasn't ready. So right. I didn't even know how to ask the question on what I was looking for. Yeah. So it was a lot of information I was scrambling. So what I ended up doing is going to one of our C-sharp developers and asking him, how would you do this in C-sharp? And he yeah. gave me that. And it was different, but it gave me an idea of what I needed to do. And then from there... And then like things like the L equals or E equals, like yeah, uh, label or name equals label, yeah. label or expression, I think, or yeah. So name was, and then the other one's expression. Yeah. 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 There, there was a line in there, but it wasn't that it was terribly difficult. It's, I wasn't ready to learn it yet. Like I didn't have the baseline. So a lot of it didn't make sense. Dude, it's fair because it's like, what is PowerShell? Okay. We got commands. We know that, but wait, there's things that aren't just commands. There's ways to augment the input kind of thing that you need to sort of know about. I mean, it is complicated, man. It, it's hard to know about those things until you run across the need for them or unless some kind of curriculum lays it out for you. So calculated properties is a good one. I had my own experience with that where like I was one of those people who would copy a lot of scripts from Spiceworks or Google or whatever and try and figure them out. And the calculated properties on this AD import export or something like that kind of thing to create a CSV with users who needed this or that blew my mind. I could not figure it out at all because I didn't understand objects or the CSV and what the properties were. Um, but it, it's a good yeah, call out. Yeah, just the, the value to be able to take unrelated data set and plug it in so it is the same object is massive when you need it. I don't know how often you need it, but when you need it, it's very valuable. It really is. And if you're listening to us right now, guess what? You've heard the term calculated properties. So if you run into something, you're like, wait, na label, name, what? You can look it up. It, it's worth learning. I think there's a about underscore if you can get help for calculated properties. Yeah. Uh, those about underscore. So get help about underscore star if you want to see all of them. Um, it's a great way to learn about the concepts and some other things. Like I said earlier, 
other than just the commands, mm-hmm. right? Because there is more to it. Not yeah, yeah. So about underscore means it's going to be covering a concept where otherwise it would be a command, but it's it's it definitely unlocks more of the get help potential by using that. Yep. All right, second common parameter. Are you ready? Let's hear it. What's your weakest PowerShell topic and how can you improve? Wait, what? You're asking me all these? I thought I was supposed to ask you. We're, we're oh, you both asked answering. me first and then, okay, okay. Yeah, we're both answering. My weakest PowerShell topic. Um, MS Graph, I guess. That's a pretty popular thing that I haven't really, I haven't been in a 365 admin role where I had to do much of that. Um, so I haven't played with it a lot, but it's something that I want to work on a little bit and learn more about. I think I've actually seen a talk on it, but just in our demo environment or our, sorry, our lab environment, just play around, get familiar, see what's up, see what people struggle with, see what kind of works well. What about you? Uh, so mine, this is where, it's what we're talking about just before we went into the common parameters. And I'm terrible at building scripts that work as a module or as a function. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've always just written code for me. It's just me, I don't really share a lot. Mm-hmm. So the ability to go in there and make it so it can be adapted by multiple people and well, it's easy to follow. I'm terrible at that. And I mean, the way the way to improve is probably just yeah. to contribute to more more uh, modules out there. And I am hey. sure I'll get several rejections early just because my formatting is terrible. But hey, or write a blog on it. Hey, yeah, there we go. A blog on it's not a bad idea. I like can that I change. One. I like that too. Yeah. Can I change my answer? Always. MS Graph School, I definitely want to learn more about it. But also classes. Mm. You know, I haven't really used classes too much for my stuff in PowerShell. I like classes in general. I'd like to be able to slot all that I know about classes into a nice little place in my brain by taking on a project that really uses them. Now, my exposure to classes is primarily through PoshBot, which is a class-based project. And in order to, I did some contributions to it, and I had to like learn about classes to actually modify the class and its properties or whatever members. Um, but yeah, so, that might be a nice one. We, that's uh, the lost episode of the podcast with uh, Dakota. The sound was corrupted and we lost it, but he went into calling unexpected.net classes or, or finding them. Like he went pretty deep into it and we need to get him back. Yeah. Because that was a, it was a fantastic. I always thought he was a developer that moved over to PowerShell just based on the way that he was always calling unexpected classes, like finding the class that he would need in .NET to do more with PowerShell. Mm-hmm. It, it just turns out that's just the way his brain works. He, he's not a developer. He just went out and found when he needed because that's who he is. Cool guy. Love him. All right. You ready for the, uh, the last of the common parameters? Are you ready for the last of the PowerShell parameters? I should I, say. Honestly, no. I'm going uh, to wing this one. I this is the first time reading the question. Ooh. Uh, what's your next PowerShell topic you want to learn? Why and what is your learning plan? Okay, well, we kind of covered it. I don't know if I have a learning plan for the classes thing. Um, maybe I'll look for a use case with it. With no, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have a learning plan for it at this moment. Probably work on a module with it. Um, I think that. I don't know if there's a PS koans for it, but maybe also work through some PS koans. What about uh, you? Uh, this is an area I'm very weak. I don't seek out things to learn, which seems like a terrible thing to say. Like when I need something, I'll learn it then, if, mm. which is not ideal. So even more than a learning plan, I need to come up with something that I should learn in PowerShell and just make it a focus and learn it. Right. Th- throw something at me, Andrew. I'll go learn it. Constrained language mode. Okay. You, you kind of already mentioned that you learned about it a little bit, but hey, you know, hey, 
hit it up. Okay. Yeah. And I did a, a brief thing on how to set it up, but I'm, I'll go through and I will learn about how to properly set up your environment to make sure your scripts don't break when it's enabled. That's a All good, right. yeah, great, All great right. way to really solidify the knowledge that you kind of already know, but by blogging about it or really producing something, you'll really solidify it. Teaching others is the best way to learn. Uh, that's what I'll learn next. And I don't know if this is a good learning plan, but what I'm going to do is implement it in our lab nice. and uh, tinker with it till it works the way I want. Nice. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's the common parameters. Or was there, no, do you have a fourth not. one? I, oh, got, fourth. I got one for you. Wait. Okay. Let me bring some heat here. Let me bring the smoke. Thank you to Jeff Hicks for these awesome questions. So this actually goes credit to him. But other than the month of lunches books, what book or blogs would you recommend to a PowerShell beginner? Uh, so blogs, I mean, we, we covered it a couple of times, uh, but the, the PowerShell Weekly, just because that's nothing in particular, like a singular focus, but whatever information is going out there in the week for PowerShell, it's a good way to keep up to date of what's common. Uh, and then uh, modern IT automation with PowerShell, the one we just covered a couple of weeks ago with PowerShell Michael, that one is, I'll be honest, you you had uh, PDQ buy the book for you, but they shipped it here, and I'm tempted to read it before I let them send it out to you because that yeah. one is... <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, I've been waiting for it for about two weeks now, so I'd love to send it on. No, I mean, we'll think about it, but I'm holding it up because... I mean, uh, just get another copy. I suppose That's I could nice do that, there. too. Oh, well, you want me to just support the people that work so hard on it now? No, you're not even supporting them. You're supporting the scholarship winners. Oh, because that's not a bad idea. That's right, yeah. But that is a book I'd recommend because it was just, it's a unique take on, on, uh, we used to do the, what, the companion manual for PowerShell. I think you wrote a chapter on that. I'm butchering the name. Oh, PowerShell conference book. PowerShell conference. It's kind of an updated take on that where it's more of an instructional learning as a takeaway. Yeah, it's like which, a guide kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So that one, especially if you've, if you're ready to t- think next step, that, that'd be a book I recommend. For sure. And thank you for stealing both of my answers, Jordan. Don't you dare put this one back on me. Hey, now that I've stolen all your answers, Andrew, what about you? Mm. All right. All right. What book would I recommend? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. PowerShell blog. Check out the PowerShell documentation. Check it out. Learn about Microsoft. Check it out for PowerShell. Check out their documentation. They got some great stuff. Some amazing um, writers working there. That's what I'd say. Books are amazing. Um, find one maybe that works for you if that's your approach. But I think that the docs of PowerShell are underutilized. Take advantage of them. Absolutely. Read the yeah. examples. Browse that, it. That is a great answer. And I, we, we took it to the next level, man. We talked about also contributing earlier. If you have interest in, t- in contributing to that area, if you look at last year's Summit Talks, there is one by Sean Wheeler and Mike Robbins where they do a really good breakdown on what they're looking for when you're doing a submission. It just, it's a, it'll be 40 minutes to an hour. Listen to them and they'll give you a great baseline for if you want to contribute. Definitely. Learn on Microsoft.com slash whatever your language code is and slash PowerShell. Check it out. It'll be in the show notes. They have everything. They have the PowerShell Discord, the user groups, Stack Overflow, documentation. Go there to get started. There's some great resources. And if you get stuck, Jordan, 
Where can they hit us up if they get stuck? They're running into some problems. Who are those friendly podcast hosts that will give them that guiding vision? Well, if it's an indicator option, I use Twitter. I don't know my own Twitter handle, but you can well, reach us at powershell at pdq.com for email. That's a great way. You're at DevOps Jordan. Last oh, that, may, that makes sense. Okay. Not a big Twitterer. That's okay. I'm also on Mastodon. So you can find us around. I think you're on LinkedIn too, right? I mean, you're everywhere. Just find us. We're on Discord. We're on, are you on the PowerShell Discord, Jordan? I don't think I am. I probably should be, huh? Get on there. Let All people right. and make sure your profile's open to DMs so you can get spammed by bots and people who don't know you yet. So Okay. All right, I'll 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 do that then because I, I I talk about trying to to be more available in the community, but there's no actions to follow up my words yet. Can I do something real quick? Can I turn this on our awesome listeners? We if do. you're listening to this right now, what book would you recommend? What resource would you recommend to beginners? When someone comes up to you and you hear that they're new to PowerShell, where do you tell them to go? Let us know in the uh, comments and maybe on the next episode, we'll kind of include some links or next episode we do together as a duo cast. We can give people some uh, different perspectives and different looks and hear what works for you. Like we said earlier, Jordan, collaboration, different perspectives. It's always great. Let's embrace it. Let us know in the comments of YouTube if you're watching or whatever, if you got um, some kind of other way of commenting, do that. I like it. And we're gonna. You know what? This was a shill. It's just I, you know how I do it. It's it just it's just a natural shill is what happened there. There's no hype. There's no nothing. It's just boom shield nailed it. I did you a favor. I knew you didn't have a really long one prepared, and I I didn't want to um, blush live on camera with all these people watching. I I always joke that eventually I'm gonna go mean spirited with it. I'm gonna stop. Stop uh, hyping it up and just <laughs> go real mean. Seeing how I can muster a smile with the awful things you say about me. And we'll just have your whole thing muted and you'll just see me tear up and I have to still deliver it. It'll be Scott. it'll be oddly personal. Like no one will understand the references. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you'll break me. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We love doing the dual cast. Uh, next week, we'll go back to having a guest. We don't even have a guest lined up yet. but uh, Yes, we do. We do? Oh, we do have a guest. Yeah, but don't time. say it because you never uh, know no. how things yeah, go. I'm go. Uh, the, the life of a weekly podcast, right? Jordan, yeah. our guests this week were phenomenal. Shout out oh. to our lovely guests. Wow, all two of them. Yeah. I, I can say that I think the guests this week were pretty great. Uh, handsome. High, high five all around and handsome. Strong. Yeah. You lost me, but we're doing good until then. Mentally. When it comes <laughs> to PowerShell, we're mentally strong. Are we actually going to wrap this up or are we just going to keep on... I think we should wrap it up. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in uh, for the PowerShell Podcast. It's been Jordan and Andrew. Thanks for joining the PowerShell Podcast with your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. The only device of its kind in the world. The PowerShell Podcast is a production of PDQ.com. <laughs>